Welcome, everyone, to episode 133 of One Hour, One Decision, 1H1D. I am Chris. And I am Tom. And we take 60 minutes and play a random game on Xbox Game Pass and decide, well, Tom, is Signalis worth our time? I don't even know what Signalis means, but we're going to get into it. Yes, we are. So this episode is about the game called Signalis. I hope I'm saying that right. But yes, Signalis. And this game was made by Rose Engine. Rose-Engine. All over Hyphen even. And hyphenated. Yes, that's the developer here. And this game came out back in October of 2022. This game, for me at least on the PC, mm. was 961.42 megabytes. Tom, what about you? Ooh, you got MBs. Well, I got GBs over here. 1.4 of them gigabytes. Good Lord. On that the Series S. It's 50% larger. Yeah, what's going on there? Well, so all that necessary Xbox code. Maybe. Maybe. But what isn't a maybe is what kind of game is it? Well, I put third person action, but I put the word action in quotation marks. Ooh, okay. We'll get into that. I put third person story based horror game. Yes. That might be more accurate. Yeah, it has some horror elements, I I feel like, but I could be wrong. And there's definitely story in there. Yes, yes, there is. So, what is that game loop, though? I have explore environments looking for items and clues to open up new environments. Okay. I I just wrote progress through rooms to uncover the mystery. There is definitely something going on, and they are very much hiding what's going on. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's some something going on indeed. And I will start off what I liked about this game by saying... I appreciate those moments when you figure out little bits of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, It's always good to get rewarded by the game that you are playing. And Mm -hmm. uh, you get that feeling when you uh, start to put the pieces together or uh, solve a puzzle. Yeah. I I definitely felt like, uh, like, like Rain Man, like everything, all the pieces are coming together. And I was like, oh my God, I get it now. It's like, it's, it was, it was cool. It was a cool feeling. This game definitely rewards you in that way. Uh, I gotta say, I like the atmosphere. Like, the, I think this game has this game has a particular style to it. Yes. It is very it's, it's very nineties. It's got a nineties feel to it. Very nineties anime too, because there is a, there's the characters look very like Ghost in the Shell, uh, Evangelion kind of yes. look and feel to them, and and yeah, like. Then there's like the the whole like it does look like a PlayStation One game in in a way with the with the, the, the character models and stuff like that and, and then like you you even have like a CRT filter that you can turn on in the game which I thought was kind of neat like just just they're re they're really like going for it in terms of style and I really appreciate that about the game. Uh, I want to agree with you that I enjoyed the art they used uh, for mm-hmm. like the cutscenes, like the static yeah. images. That very manga style uh, artwork was cool. Definitely. Um, and I agree. I, I, I put it a little bit differently, but the use of sound and music, like mm-hmm. it's very minimally used, but it does a right. good job of highlighting certain scenes or elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the game does a good job of creating tension, which is important if you want to do a horror game like a Resident yeah. Evil or something like that. You need to yep. create that sense of looming dread. And, and, this, and this does that. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. This def, this game definitely had that resident, the, like the OG Resident Evil vibes to it, too. You, they even talk about tank controls, like which you can turn off. You can turn off in this game. Oh. So that was nice. That was nice that you could turn them off and play them like a more modern game. So that was really cool to see that and then like you've got the menu system just like like a like a resident evil you've got the where you can inspect your the items that you collect and and you do some funky stuff with them which is like an early puzzle that you had to do and yeah i i don't know like it just oozes this kind of style and i I, like they really put their elbow in it or something i don't know but yeah Yeah. that was that was they definitely went with that. So that was cool. And I agree wholeheartedly. The the cutscenes were were very cool. Gave me very much I mean, obviously Resident Evil had their 3D pre-render yes. cutscenes and stuff like that. But this gave me more of like the uh, I don't know, like Ninja Gaiden or what like some kind of vibes of that sort with their like you said, like static images. So yeah, that was cool. Um anything else there that you want to bring up, Tom? Uh so I felt like it had some like old text-based adventure stuff kind of baked in there too where it would like give you prompts and you'd have to pick you know this or that um it also has like sections where you have to kind of like almost mouse around the screen um looking for clues and things like that and so like a mist or something like that yes exactly Mm -hmm. it feels kind of like one of those point and click adventures in Mm pete in places but also maybe like a dos based rpg um so very retro, um, interesting way that they combined it all together. So yeah. I, I thought it worked. I like, and that was one of the things that I I felt added to the mood of the game. The very creepiness, especially when you get into that first person view, because the game is for the most part like yes. kind of isometric e third person. But but like when you go into these point and click modes, it it's like a lot of times there's no there's no audio. So you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. And you're just clicking through like I was I was just like I was honestly just waiting for something to pop out at me in one of these like kind of, you know, like five nights at Freddy's. Five nights at Freddy's. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to like see some creepy doll or something come after me. So, yeah, that was that definitely caused dread. They're like, yeah, this game had so much like there's like the creepiness of that. Like these these creepy robots that are that are I don't know if they've gotten corrupted or something, but they're they're apparently killing everyone in this facility. I don't know. And then there was that one cutscene where, like, you see the girl's face melt off. I'm like, what is going on? Like, yeah. what, what just happened? What? Why? What? I, I don't know. It was it was just so, so trippy. So trippy. But apparently do it gets you, even weirder. I don't know. Do you, do you have anything else that you appreciated before we uh, move on to no, the I things think, that maybe I didn't appreciate? Maybe yeah, you didn't uh, appreciate either, but, you know. Yeah, I... <laughs> No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Let's let's move into our dislikes here. Okay, so f- right when the game starts up, like things are kind of fuzzy, mm-hmm. um, and so it looks like out of focus, and the menu system and the words are hard to read. And I was like, is something wrong with like my video settings or something? <laughs> and I press the little Xbox Home button. It's like, no, everything's fine. Right. This 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 is a stylistic choice that's by design. But guess what? I didn't like it. Ooh. I did not like Dang. it I, because it made it hard to there's like a difference between like the, the pixel art, which mm. is still very legible and sh- crisp and easy to read. Sure. And this filter or whatever that they're doing where yeah. I was like, everything just kind of looks out of focus. It looks like something's wrong with my display. Yeah. Um, 
I did not like it. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but again, I I, I really think they were they were really going for this whole style, uh, like you said. I mean, like you said, but yeah. it was it was like it reminded me also of you know when Kojima did the whole uh, Metal Gear Solid two when near the end of the game he just like ends he, like it looks like a game over screen and you're just like well what the heck happened and it's not really that the game's over it's just something like he's messing with you yeah. so i'm expecting something like that to happen in this game too where like it's just going to be really weird because there's like flashing images that happen like, the, oh, yeah. like uh, that, that happen throughout this game which you know in, in a dislike for me it is really creepy this game is really uh-huh. creepy and it's like I don't know how much I can like my heart could handle all this kind of creepiness. So it's 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 a it's definitely not one for the faint of heart, I would say. Yes. Uh, Speaking of things that hurt my heart, uh, (laughs) inventory maintenance, you you can only carry six items. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, but I I mean, we were early in the game, so there wasn't too many items, but I get sure. what you're saying. We weren't like you can't stockpile a horde, a whole uh, arsenal to take out whatever things come at you. So, yeah, I agree it, that, that it can be a little lame, but they, they want to limit you. They want to make you feel that tension in the game. So, yeah, uh, one thing, this game is third person, yet somehow, Tom, I have no feet in this game. Huh. I don't know if you've noticed that, but you like your characters are walking essentially on like stilts. It was really weird. I thought weird. that was odd. Yeah. No, I, I did not notice that. But I will say, I think the game in general looks bad. I think it's <sighs> crap. I think it's crappy on purpose. I understand yeah. that it's a choice. Right. But like PS1 games just don't look good. They they <laughs> They didn't look good then. I mean, I right. guess they did, right? Like yeah. they were like, "Ooh, Resident Evil at the time is like, oh, look how realistic this looks." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it 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 doesn't. <laughs> no, if you go back and play those games, and so like to try to, I don't know, like when they make like eight bit and sixteen bit games, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. But this, like this attempt at making something that looks like it was on the PlayStation one, like Mm -hmm. the PlayStation one didn't age well. I don't know why you would want (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's some great games on the PlayStation one that hopefully get a remake. I'm talking to you, Bushido blade, but anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, this game, yeah, I guess I can. I, I still feel like it, I thought it looked pretty good for what it was. I, look, I know, I game, know it's on purpose. Is, I right, know that right. it's on purpose. I right, just right, but it's like I mean, for a game that was uh, at least on the PC under a gigabyte, I was like, this looks pretty good. This looks pretty pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, the one other thing I will say, I again that there's that there's that initial sequence that happens where you're i guess like stranded on a ship and then all of a sudden you're like taken somewhere else and i'm like was there a time skip like what what just happened like what what's happening here where are we what is, what is going on so very strange i'm like i i i, I kind of like especially with time i'm like always like oh, is this gonna like get really crappy with all that so that was kind of a hesitation of mine um uh, well i will say you brought it up in a different kind of context but yeah I felt like I didn't know what was going on from a, like a gameplay perspective a, a lot of the time. They don't really give you like instructions on what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of like drop you in an environment and you have to like yeah. keep opening up your map and going and finding places you haven't been to yet, basically. Right. And uh, right. and then when you get in there, you got to look around for clues 
and uh, yeah. hopefully you put it together because otherwise you're just going to be wandering around for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that later on in the game they don't do this, but they, I think they did a pretty good job of placing items that are like that can be visible to you mm. right in, yes. the, in the screen as opposed to, you know, like the old point and click adventure games where you have to find that exact like pixel to select or highlight. And then that, that item is like selectable and, and you can pick it up. Cause I, I, I remember there was like a couple of areas where you, you know, you, you, your character can go behind some shelves and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, was like, I hope there was no items back there because that would be really frustrating for me, like to play through that. Like, Oh, I missed this one item. Therefore I can't go in this, open this elevator or whatever it is. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I hope they don't do it. But um, I hope there's not too many jump scares too. But I, <laughs> at least I had the at least by the time that they started the jump scares or tried to do jump scares, um, I had a gun to protect yes. myself. Yes, I know exactly which sequence you're talking about because <laughs> I reacted the same way, and because you don't have a whole lot of items, I definitely wasted a bunch of bullets. Oh, right. <laughs> I was as soon as I had the gun, I was I, I just had it aimed the whole time, just walking slowly mm-hmm. everywhere. That's you know that was that that was my um, m- method of uh, calming my nerves a little bit. But speaking of which, do we have any other thoughts here on this game, Tom? Well, I will say that this development on this game started way back in 2014. It's oh, a wow. long time ago. Um, yeah. It's so the uh, Rose Engine, which is which is a German studio, is is two people, two whole people. Um, so that might explain why this game looks and plays the way it does. Uh, <laughs> but they did get assistance from some musical composers uh, okay. with the audio there, and uh, interviews uh, with these two individuals state that Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Hideki Anno, you mentioned Eva Gellion earlier, mm-hmm. um, and David Lynch, which I totally see, uh, were yep. all cited as uh, inspirations for the theme and the plot of this game. So you can kind of like imagine those directors in your head. And then yeah. if even if you never turned on the game, you can kind of imagine how this game might look yeah, and play. Definitely. Definitely can see those things. And the one, oh, you know what? The one thing, I don't know if it's a dislike, but it is. But now that you explain that it is a German studio that did this, yes, the fact that there was—I felt like there was a there was a mix of German, yes. and Japanese yes. kanji letters, and I was like, "What is going on? What is this world like? What is the dominant language here?" Because those are two very dis- different yeah. ways of, of speaking to people and and, and writing, even. So uh, I don't I don't know. You know it's, what it could be? Do you do you remember uh, Serenity? You know Firefly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how their future is uh, Chinese mixed with yes. English. Oh, I they, they envision that. a future where the, the two powers mix together oh. and the language is an amalgamation of both. Interesting. Perhaps in this world, uh, Germany and Japan are the two powers that uh, manifest the future. They won World War Two. Wow. OK. Right. Yeah. I don't know, maybe that's even what it is. Wow. Wow. Think about that. Yeah, that that can make sense. But what else I could tell you about this game is this game is on Xbox Cloud and it has it is cloud playable with a controller and it has cloud saves and all that all that good stuff. How long to beat says this game takes about nine hours to beat. That's not too bad. No, not a very long game at all. Definitely over a weekend you could beat this game. And yeah, that's that's what I got here, Tom. Now we do have to 
give our final thoughts, though, don't we? Yes, but before we do, we have to let you know about our sponsor, CDKeys.com. Thank you so much, CDKeys.com. And you can uh, help help us out by, by clicking on the link in our description uh, to get any really cool stuff from CDKeys.com, like uh, Game Pass subscriptions or deals of the day. They got everything. 90, 90, games even for 90% off. That's that's a so that's nice that's thing. almost free. It's almost free. Almost free. So check them out. CDKeys.com. Now, Tom. Yes. What are we doing with Signalis? Well, I will tell you something, and it may not be too surprising. Uh, <laughs> I thought this game was incredibly slow paced. Mm. It looks like a PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> um, it has an archaic save and inventory management mechanics. That's right. Um, yeah. I have no desire to keep playing this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. I, but I think you may be a little bit more favorable based on your tone. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I actually jumped into your stream a little bit, Tom. And I was okay. like, and I, I was like, the way that you're playing this game was like, oh, he's not going to like this. He, he's not gonna like this just just the way you're playing I was like, yeah that's that's not gonna be a game it's gonna be a, a total miss i would be surprised i would have been surprised if you said you liked this game but i could not stop thinking about this game after i put it down and i need to know what the heck happens so i am definitely going back in fact i might even do a long stream on our Ooh. stream so. Because it is it is a creepy game, and uh, I know how people love to watch people scream in terror. So there's that. So those are my thoughts, and okay. those are both of our thoughts. So let us know what you think of this game. Follow us and say hello on Twitter at tc1h1d, or check out our streams. Check out our streams on Twitch at twitch.tv/1h1d because we do those things. We play these games, and uh, you know you can talk to us sometimes. And you, you, you can talk to Chris. Time. You can talk to. T- <laughs> You could try to talk to Tom. He just won't respond. Nope. <laughs> but if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, send us a comment down below. Or if you see us, if you're on Spotify, hit that subscribe. And, uh, you know, we might post a question that you can answer, too. That'd be kind of cool. 1H1D is part of that QTB network. And if you like any kind of cool gaming podcasts or other cool content. Yeah, like merch. Oh, like merch. Yes, Tom, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. We have our Game Pass journal that is there, too, to check out and purchase. Because those are those are always great for people that like to write stuff down. And so, yeah, check this out. Check out all that stuff at quitthebill.com slash network. Now, Tom, we need to find out what we're playing next, don't we? Yes, but I have a feeling the surprise me button is not involved. It is on hiatus for the the following week because we are actually having a guest come on the show. The Elder Trolls Gaming Podcast. They're going to be and they're bringing along a game called Exo Primal for us to check out. So... That's what we're going to be checking out with them. And uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks, everybody.